Adventure Presentation. Welcome back to another Untitled Movie Review. I am your host, Matt Rohrbeck, alongside my co-host. He's allergic to tomatoes, but he is tomato meter approved. Eric Marchin. I ain't got time to bleed, Matt. That's my best yeah, Jesse Ventura. <clears throat> yeah, from the hit movie Predator. Yep. <laughs> Which today we are reviewing Dan Trackenberg's Prey, um, starring Amber Midthunder, um, Dakota Beavers, uh, Dane Deligro, Stormy Kip, Michelle Thrush, Julian Black Antelope, and more. Eric, how you doing? I'm good, Matt. I'm good. I'm I'm excited to talk uh, a little bit about this Predator prequel. I've been going through the series uh, since watching I saw that Prey. Uh, on your letterbox, DM six two one one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Promote yeah, me. Yeah, uh, a little yeah. bit of a predhead. You are a little bit of a predhead. You were. I, I yeah yeah. I think we did that recently too, didn't we? Like, well, not recently. Well, we rewatched fucking... Predator Two, which was probably like five years ago. Where yeah, we... I think I must have watched Predator One before that, though. Yeah, I think yeah. It's just one of those the... movies that's constant, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. And then we saw the Predator, Shane Black's The Predator at Midnight Madness mm-hmm. at uh, TIFF a few years ago. Uh, so yes, this is a movie that will be streaming on Hulu. Uh, it's produced by 20th Century Studios, but after Disney uh, bought Fox, uh, there was that whole time of what they were going to do with 20th Century Fox franchises like Pre- Prey, like Predator, and uh, <laughs> Alien, the, Alien, and things like Die that. Die Hard, uh, yeah, That's yeah. Tough. So we got our answer with uh, they might be streaming movies now um, or series which, because Alien is yeah. apparently going to be a Noah right. Holly series. Yeah. And we should also um, mention for people in Canada that this will be available on Disney Plus Canada. That is correct. Uh, also will be available in English and Comanche. There's a Comanche version uh, that we did not get to watch um, because we only had the English version available to us. But I did want to point that out because um, I probably would have chosen that version, although I believe it might be a dub. It I is a dub, it, yeah, but with yeah. the uh, the actors, actors coming back yeah. to record uh, their their dubs. Kind of like RRR, the Hindi version that's streaming on Netflix, so, yes. which we will talk about in the newest uh, episode of the Untitled Movie Podcast, so go check that out as well. But let's get into it. Pray, uh, Dan Trackenberg, you guys would know him from 10 Cloverfield Lane, also one of the best internet success stories, uh, went from a podcaster to a short filmmaker, got noticed with his portal short film and now he's making predator movies which is wild <laughs> so well it's um, it's that strange as well because you mentioned 10 cloverfield lane which was a you know a really and i got delight- cherry coke zero baby <laughs> a delight- also talked about my trip to niagara falls on the latest episode yeah a delightful surprise in in the cloverfield universe and and gave john goodman a great villainous turn in underrated movie. movie good movie but it's interesting that it took him this long to make a, a, a follow-up one. because this he's is been attached to like a million field yeah. things fields? he was doing on yeah. <laughs> a million fields <laughs> i'm really tired i'm yeah. like i'm on the second last week of my contract on family feuds so if anyone has a job they want to give me that's great do <laughs> hit me up um Disney, uh, are you listening? No. Um, nah, see, that's the thing. I don't know if I'd work for a Conflict studio of because interest. that means – Yeah, I, I'd have to give up Shut all down this the stuff. podcast. I, I, I like this stuff too much. I don't know why, but I do. Uh, what were we talking about? I think the movie Prey. 
Dan Trachtenberg specifically and his career trajectory kind of being, you know, having a really solid feature film debut. Oh, he was attached to Uncharted and different things like that. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. And then, you know, it taking him this long to to find the next project the sophomore the follow-up effort so that's i find that kind of interesting because usually in a world where white guys fail you know upwards instead of downwards but you know this guy is actually somewhat a, a decent filmmaker unlike say ron howard uh who continues to you know always get gigs that maybe i mean this is a whole a digression some people like vanilla pudding (laughs) some people like vanilla pudding man i guess i guess but yeah anyways though prey is the predator prequel which takes place in the 18th century so uh we're we're going before you know before arnold uh like uh before jesus before the next before movie yes (laughs) (laughs) and in it we are, are are taken to uh the great northern plains where we are focused on a young Comanche warrior, uh, Naru, played by Amber Mid-Thunder, who wants to prove herself to her people that she is as capable uh, a hunter as her brother and the others in uh, her community. And so with that, she also starts to realize that there's something out there, Matt, something of another world okay long enough pause i, I, I wanted like, to i wanted something wrong <laughs> I, I was thinking do i want to do i want to do like a, a an obscure reference to the first yeah. movie where i'm like over here over here over here. yeah 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 anytime 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 yeah. so that thing that she is sensing because she's also a very good tracker is the feral predator Uh, So this is another thing where we'll have to talk about as well, and I guess we could now, where this isn't the first predator to come to Earth. This is the first feral predator to come to Earth. There's a difference between the species. So that's also a big thing that Dan Trachtenberg has been talking about um, with the release of this movie, and the marketing has been the first predator to come to Earth. Right, and And he clarified, yeah. Yeah, so the predator has possibly been to earth before this is the feral predator who's a much more shredded and ripped uh version ready to fight and so it's basically uh mid thunder's character versus this predator in a time where um you know you you have fur trappers on one end and a battle of sort of wanting to not only prove yourself you know amongst your community but on top of that sort of survive this horrific ordeal, which is basically a sci-fi genre flick. And so with that, you've got a lot of the classic, you know, predator tropes, uh, visual references from the previous installments, specifically the 87 movie, the John McTiernan film. Um, but it is trying to do you know, a, a couple different things here and there. You can tell that a lot of this movie is probably inspired by The Revenant uh, as much as it is Predator with just that kind of like stripped down nature. But that's always been the Predator movie, right? Where yeah. you have, you know, the the lead character basically on their own and having to survive in the wilderness and use the resources available to them because they've run out of, you know, their, Mm. their tech or whatever. And with this, and they're always outmatched by the tech of the predator. Yeah. Cause even though this is, this is, this is a feral predator and it's an earlier predator than the predator that comes into contact uh, with Schwarzenegger and his team. um, 
the the equipment and weaponry is still much more advanced. Yeah, um, I'll I'll kick it off. Um, I really really enjoyed the shit out of this. Like, I, I was quite surprised. Now, what this being the fifth Predator movie, I guess seventh or eighth if you you have to alien. you have to yeah. put alien versus predator <laughs> yeah. and alien versus predator yeah. requiem it's yeah it, i guess they are so i guess but that being said that many many oh god i can't even fucking speak today that many predator movies i'm surprised that we got something that felt as fresh as it did with this and i think it was a perfect concept of going okay, what have we seen time and time again? We've seen Predator versus someone in the jungle, Predator versus in the city, Predator, whatever. And like, it's just kind of been that same thing that you're talking about, a warrior or a group of people against a Predator or two Predators and um, <clears throat> and trying to take it down. And that's pretty much what you get here. But I think that hook of it being set in the, uh, it's the 1700s or 1800s? 1800s, It's right? the 18th century um, and it's yeah. the 1700s. Yeah, okay. Um, the late 1700s. Um, I just thought that was such a perfect kind of hook for this movie. And I thought um, uh, just from start to finish, I was just thoroughly impressed um, with the practical effects, the violence, the action sequences. Uh, I thought Amber Midthunder was was great. Um, and it is kind of not quite a remake of that first Predator movie, but it did bring me back to how I felt about that first Predator movie. And I like Predator 2 um, quite a bit. Sweater, sweaty. as I like to call yeah. it. <laughs> it's very sweaty. Um, and like I'm hit or miss on on the other Predator movies. Like Predators and The Predator, I think, have good moments. Um, but I find them both sort of uh, kind of forgettable. I still enjoyed Shane There's Black's no movie. There's no AVP. Even with like, God, those movies are bad. I don't even talk about them. Um, but I just thought like taking it back to this time period and doing something completely different and how would someone in this time period take down this like beast with all this tech, um, I thought was just like really, really interesting and how she so deals ripped. with it and how her tribe deals with it, how the, uh, the French deal with it. Um, it's the French, right? That are the, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Now, th- th- that, th- I just want to quickly mention because I'm not trying jump to in, please correct you. Point. Now, now, yeah. now, now, should we be saying tribe or should we be saying Comanche nation? I think that sure, like, that's her also, nation. Okay, yeah, yeah sure. Because it is important that we get the wording right. Um, yeah, and it's always important to know that, like, okay, you know, when when you're talking about this, like that's something that Dan Trachtenberg and um, screenwriter Patrick Azen have been very vocal about. And also producer uh, Jane Myers, um, who is a representative of the Comanche nation and also the Blackfoot nation. So she was mm-hmm. very heavily involved in um, helping with the story and being a consultant on that aspect of it. So. Which is a good thing. Cause I, it did cross, you know, it, it is something you think about while you're watching the movie of who made it and yeah, and things like that. So uh, thank you for pointing that out. Uh, yeah, the Comanche Nation and how they deal with this predator coming and how I liked her relationship with uh, her her brother and her Tobe. family and things like that. Um, I liked her struggling at the beginning of the movie and just wanting to be taken seriously and wanting to learn to hunt with that axe and like and things like that and that 
constant progression of her working on that and and no one listening to her, I think was actually kind of um, uh, a really interesting character development and in, in throughout the whole movie. And yeah, I just thought it was good. I think it like I, it's obviously not perfect. Like I have tons of notes here and we'll go through it all after I get your brief thoughts. But like even the introduction of the Predator, I thought could have been done way better like i just thought like hey, the way here. That he's yeah like a, <laughs> his fucking uber drops him off or something and like is like it's just it's it does that thing where we're like they need to over explain to the audience like what's happening where i wish they're like we all know it's a predator movie i mean i shout out to them for calling it prey because that's bad SEO and bad brand recognition. For well, they still keep the, the font type though. Like sure, the, like dude, the, but yeah. no one knows that except for like people who like Predator. Like if they just want, uh, you Those know, my heads. mom and dad to watch this movie, they don't fucking know that this is a Predator movie. So like I'm actually impressed that they kept that title and that they went with it because I feel like it's hard to know that this is a movie about, you know, the predator in this franchise, unless you really kind of jump into it or have seen the trailer or something. So that being said, like I almost wish there was a little bit more mystery at the beginning of the movie where, you know, you know, you're in, you're, you're watching a predator movie, but I just feel like the way that the predator is introduced uh, was just kind of, tacky and lame like the special effects were bad with the ship when it came down and, and dropped them off and flew away and you had to see it turn on the you know the invisibility and everything and you're just the cloaking and like i'm like it would have been so much cooler if the reveal was when he uh, murders that snake right or something and the blood goes all over him and you're like you don't know what she's what's trying to hunt them or what's hunting her and you could have played around with these different animals and you brought up all the revenant stuff and you know there's stuff with a bear and there's stuff with different wild animals in, in, in the forest and stuff like that. And I think it could have been cool to play around with like what is attacking them and things like that and keep a little bit of mystery, maybe for those people who don't know that this is a predator movie rather than kind of setting it up right off the bat, that this is what the threat is. Uh, but that being said, like I, I, I did really like um, the special effects. I thought the practical effects throughout the movie, um, even though I kind of, said the ship didn't look great when it got dropped off and things like that. But I like the design of this feral predator. I like the special effects throughout the movie. Like I think a lot of times they tried to use as many practical effects as they could. And I think that really stood out. I thought the cinematography was great. Um, yeah, I, I just really enjoyed it, man. What about you? We haven't talked much about this. Well, I don't know. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I was mixed on it. I okay. like the concept as a whole, I think the Predator series, the film franchise, is basically an anthology series where okay. it's literally, you know, you take a Predator and pit Put them against an action situation. star yeah. or, or a warrior of some type. I mean, that's that's kind of what it is. Even though Schwarzenegger, you know, Dutch has kind of loomed large over the franchise just because of Schwarzenegger being Schwarzenegger. And there's always been like that kind of open door policy where it's like people have always kind of hoped that he would come back in some capacity. And there was even, well, there was almost that scene the Shane black. The end, yeah. In, in the predator that that they were hoping that they'd get him back. But what the, what this does, like what the, the, you know, the, the first, the, the, the 87 movie does or what it's trying to do. And I think partly that's why they called it prey is because when the 87 movie came out, a lot of people didn't realize that it was Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, versus an alien from outer space that's coming to, you know, kill people during, you know, this, this heat wave. 
in the jungle. Like everybody thought it was like, oh, it's Arnold Schwarzenegger versus, you know, like a militant group or something like that. So there was there there wasn't that expectation of like, oh, this is a creature feature. And so I kind of feel like this movie is doing that a little bit, although we live in a world where, you know, for the people that this is marketed to, they will know what it is. But say like your parents or somebody that is more of a casual movie goer that stumbles upon this on Disney plus Canada or Hulu in the U S or whatever streaming service it's available on. They'll look at that and maybe watch it and see the ship come in and then see the predator and kind of be surprised by that, even though it is very blunt in sort of telling you that, that, at this point, it is yeah. a Predator movie. but Could have been a little bit more interesting. But I think but that's yeah. kind of what Trattenberg is going for there, where it's like it's supposed to be the element of surprise in a weird sure. way. My biggest problem with this movie um, is the language. I felt that it was totally inconsistent with what it is doing with the language. You mentioned that there is going to be a dub, uh, a Comanche dubbed version available. Yeah. Um the majority of this movie is spoken in English, but there is some Comanche dialogue. Yeah. Uh, very and then, briefly. Just and then you certain. have these B villain characters who are these French fur trappers mm-hmm. who only speak French with the exception of a translator. But when the translator talks to the, uh, to uh, mid thunders character, he's speaking in English, but says that, Oh, you're Comanche and isn't trying to speak Comanche it's 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 a little bit confusing there and then I didn't like the visual effects and I felt like it was an ugly looking movie and the whole time I was watching it I felt like this is a film that is maybe a step above a sci-fi series really wow and, and and it really does feel like that's a big part of what this movie is trying to do that it's a backdoor you know franchise starter to do it's like yeah, okay let's yeah, do yeah. like the, the predator you know in the so you 19th did think century. it had like a tv budget because it was a streaming movie which yeah. i don't i i get it, that but the yeah, visual effects i yeah. i found to be just ugly and sometimes really? it took away from the more practical in-camera uh vfx work where like you see the digital blood you see the sure you know, even the cloaking like Again, rewatching all of these movies, and I, I, I think it's like okay, well, you know, it's it's made from the time, the time that we're living in now. It's 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 a world where a lot of stuff is done in post production, but I found it to be perfectly suitable as a streamer and not a film that I would go to the theater and watch. See, and be like I felt, so it was, I felt it was a TV pilot. I literally was watching this wow. thing and thinking like this feels like a proof of concept for a potential spin-off series whether they be TV movies or a, a series going on because even the this isn't really spoiling anything but if you stay to the animated end credits you'll see something that kind of tips yeah. something off to a potential continuation where it's like okay let's yeah. put the I predator mean, everything it's obviously a franchise they want to yeah. monetize it and, and keep going because, because it they... wouldn't even necessarily be following uh naru in the future no, it, could no, no, it could be, be like, at any could, time it could be really... and that's like the point of what this is doing right like it's like what if you know the predator versus you know this yeah. character or the or, mafia or in the 1950s exactly or like, or, exactly or yeah, pirates like or, or something like that yeah yeah and that i, I like that idea i'm, I'm i throw, do too I'm i like there, the but concept like, but i just yeah. felt 
the execution and style was huh. a very kind of limited and uninspired adaptation. And like, you can tell that Trettenberg is, is doing what he can with the limited resources that he has. And I think he did it better with 10 Cloverfield lane, which is basically yeah. a single location. I like 10 thriller. Cloverfield lane more. Don't get me I, wrong, but yeah. like I, I, and I don't hate this either. I'm just being no, more critical of, of I was, I feel fair. like I'm, I, it's so interesting. Cause outlier. I just never a little bit, I think, yeah. but like, I, that's just, it's fascinating to me. Cause like, I obviously respect your uh, opinion greatly, but like, I just never, I never got that vibe. I always kind of, liked the look of it and there were a few times like i mentioned that i did go ooh, like that didn't look great like and those happen a few times throughout the movie but i felt like um whether it was the animals that they were using like there were times where they tried to use a puppet or or practical effect i get you with the digital blood sometimes and the cloaking and some of the more the digital effects yeah the, like things like that didn't look great all the time and i'll give you that and we are watching it on a crappy like like a screener thing too that's in like 720p so i am curious to watch it like in in 4k dolby vision and stuff like that because i I think i will watch the comanche version because i like this movie enough like i just thought it was thoroughly enjoyable all the way through but i liked kind of the spray to melt the uh the face of the animal to get the skull um i liked kind of some of those effects throughout that like and i can't remember you're more of a predator historian than i am Predhead, please Sorry, a pred head than I am. Do, do do they show that in the other movies? They, they or? do in Predator. Yeah. They start that in Predator Two, where you see the Predator kind of cleaning uh, the trophies. Yeah. In the first film, it's really just him collecting, Ripping, like the, yeah. like the one scene when after you don't see Billy die, but you see the Predator with the body on the tree and him ripping yeah. the spine out of the back and like stuff like that. But yes, there, there was. There was always kind of like a technique to the polishing of the trophy. Um, yeah, because I think series th- because you go, well, how did he get the skull so clean? So they yeah. go and kind of explain that. And I know even watching that in this, I just liked that melting effect, which is obviously we've seen time and time again. And I just still think the Predator is such a cool design of uh, an alien or a, a creature or a, or a monster that it's just. Well, you know the story behind that too, right? Uh, what uh, refresh me? Okay, so I the original before, design but... of the creature was this kind of lizard-like thing. Yeah, and the guy in the suit for the and they shot some of the scenes, and you can go online and and look at photos of it. Was Jean Claude Van Damme as right. this lizard-like creature? But then John McTiernan and uh, the cinematographer weren't really liking the the dailies that they were getting and so stan winston went back and redesigned it and then they um let jean-claude van damme go because the suit was a different body type at that point yeah right and so like even in the other interesting thing that i always forget about is that that clicking that the predator does that kind of yeah is peter cullen who's the voice of oh, yeah? Optimus Prime. Yeah. Which who is, does every voice. Yeah. Which is who does also like random things. Yeah. And I was thinking about this as well, because he's not credited for the clicking in this and he's not credited in future predator movies. So it's like, at what point does somebody's voice work just become a sound reference or a reference point? Because mm. like his clicking, he was the one that recorded that in the original version and he's credited. And if for they that, just they use that over and over ever, again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I want. I don't know how that works exactly, but uh, but just going throughout, like I like some of the juxtaposition between how 
of an expert hunter the predator was and how um, she was kind of an amateur and still learning. Like I thought the editing in the way that the film is structured while, um, you know, it's very obvious at times of, of what it's on the doing. nose. Of, yeah, it is on the nose. Don't get me wrong, but I, I liked it for that. Like, and usually I'm someone who maybe doesn't, but like for some reason I felt like it worked in this of the smash cuts from the predator, like killing some sort of animal in some fucking brutal way. And just like being an expert at killing and then smash cutting to her trying to hunt a deer or trying to throw her tomahawk and like things like that of, of just trying to get good at something. And just that kind of back and forth between how the hell is she ever going to take this thing down, but she is determined to do so. And I just felt like, yeah, it, it, on the nose, sure, but I feel like on the nose is 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 fine in certain situations if it's building on character and, and growing a character throughout the movie, both on the predator side of thing and um, sorry, Naru, yeah, Naru, Naru right, yeah. yeah. Um, and I just thought that that was done really well, and they do it over and over throughout the film, and that's where the bulk of that kind of character development and growth goes because it is this one-on-one battle for the most part. You know, there are other people involved, but. Um, they do it a few times and I feel like, um, I don't know, like I just felt the story structure was set up really, really well with like payoffs at the end of the movie and things that they set up previously. And I know we've talked about this before and and we brought it up in something else recently. I can't even remember where sometimes that can be eye rolling or just feel like a lazy screenwriting thing of like everything you reference earlier in the movie has to come back and at the end and, and, and things like that. And that does happen in this movie, but, um, I found myself more often going, oh, okay, cool. Like that's how she's going to use that, that we saw earlier in the movie rather than going, of course that fucking thing comes back and that's how you're going to deal with this. Like, yeah, check I, off I don't Tomahawk. Know. Yeah. Tomahawk, bog, whatever you want. <laughs> like there's lots of, there's lots of things like that where I, I just, to me personally, I felt like they did a good job with that juxtaposition between those two characters. And it, it did help me you know, pit these two against each other. And I actually like loved when they smashed cut to the other person and knew exactly what they were doing. I mean, it's hard to miss it. Like you said, it's, it's pretty on the nose, but like I still found myself super engaged because of that. Cause I was always interested in both what the predator was doing and what, um, Naru was doing and her journey throughout. I liked her dog buddy. Like I thought he was great or she, he or she, um, Seti, I believe, um, was the name of the the dog. Yeah, yeah, and I I just like that. You know, it's a survivor versus a hunter, and then you know the hunter becomes the hunted. And I just thought, like, you know, it's such a cliche or just like a, a thing that's been done a million times. But I just thought it was done super, super well, personally. Yeah, there there are certain things I like in terms of um, callbacks or references to the franchise or the canon, you know, I actually really, for the pred heads, for the pred heads. I really thought the way that she was able to conceal her body heat Mm -hmm. um, was clever, but then there's stuff in it. That's clunky. You mentioned sort of a bog quicksand kind of scenario, which part of that is. I like that sequence. The first one I do, but also at the same time, I can, I can tell what Trachtenberg is doing with that because when, you see that character pull herself out of the situation. The way that she's lying on that kind of perfectly set designed uh, fake facade of yeah. these, these logs, 
is basically Schwarzenegger. Like well, no, it's it's no, not not, not the dam. Like oh, the, not the dam. But... The uh, the 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 logs. Oh, when she goes she, on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she's when she's kind of leaning on it like yeah, this yeah, for the yeah, people yeah. that are watching this. That's that's Schwarzenegger's pose covered in mud when Absolutely, he yeah. jumps off the waterfall and is basically the last man standing in his group. And then there's another moment where her hands are tied and she's on the ground. And that's the way that they, you know, they've, they've taken the one hostage character from predator. And there were compositions like that, where it's like, see, see, look, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. And then they get really bogged into it where it's like fanboyish to the point where it's like, you know, if it bleeds, we can kill it. And it's just like, Okay, like come on, you don't. Need they wouldn't that. say that, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. they like, said the same line. Yeah, there's something a little like I, I know that they're 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 reflecting contemporary themes and ideas within sort of yeah. you know a period setting. I I understand sure. they're going for that, and I but don't that's mind that maybe at all. a step too far. Yeah, even <laughs> even the search party that comes to look for for Naru, like there's a couple guys in that group that kind of feel like they're like obligated actors and it's like guys i gotta be at applebee's for a date at 10 like can we get this done like come on like I, sure it's not um, it's not it's not bad I, I i i sound like i'm being you know overly negative to the yeah. film i think it's a it's a it's a great concept for this franchise that doesn't really have a through line with the exception of the predator um it's it's a fun movie in that it's playing with the genre tropes in a way that we've come to expect in the last decade or so, where mm. we're looking at both the side of representation, but also kind of, you know, embedding it in a way that kind of works within the milieu of the tropes and the storyline. I think that, yeah. you know, looking at, you know, this young Comanche warrior who is a woman who's competing against, you know, a a, kind of a, a gender sort of stereotype yeah. and sort of Who gender no one roles. takes her seriously yeah and she's trying to prove herself not only to her nation but also to the predator because the predator yeah. does not see her as a threat, as a threat. And, yeah and i just feel the best representation of this entire movie or the thing that sums this film up perfectly is that it's so close to kind of being its own thing but because it's a tomahawk tot with a rope tied to it, the rope is the rest of the franchise and it has to keep pulling back to, you know, these clunky lines of dialogue where it's like, okay, we have to make sure that you know that this is a predator movie. We sure. can't just completely do our own thing with the predator. It's like, we still yeah, have to have I think... dumb lines. Like if it bleeds, we can kill it, which is a fun yeah. line in that movie, but it would be basically like doing, a diehard movie and doing a prequel and some you know, person in the <laughs> says yippee Kaye that isn't John yeah. McClane. Yeah. I don't disagree with you there. Didn't bother me. Cause I'm not, I think it could go one of two ways for Predheads. I think they could take it your way or they'll take it the yeah way, which yeah. I think either way is fine. I, I get both sides of that. Um, Going back to the language thing, I, I totally understand what you said way back at the beginning of the review. I know we're 30 minutes in, but like um, I brought up the Comanche version. Uh, I agree with you where that did bother me at first, but then understood that that was just a, you know, a style choice that they made of going like, we're just going to have everyone speak English, except like you said, the Frenchmen, <laughs> like we're speaking French. And then saying they were speaking Comanche, but then spoke English because uh, Trackenberg even talked about it in an interview where the he was going to do October. that. Yeah, where he was going to do that, but he's like, ah, it just didn't really work. So we just had everyone speak English. And I'm assuming that was a studio thing, to be honest. And then they were like, 
Well, you can just dub it in Comanche if you want. But also, John McTiernan, um, who directed Hunt for the Red October. Um, oh, that's funny. That's really funny. Um, I I think the better choice would have been shooting it in Comanche and then dubbing it in English if you wanted to watch the English version. Um, I think that would have been more interesting. I think that would have been more true to you know, the Comanche nation and respectful and things like that. Like, and I'm sure everyone who was involved was like, no, we can do the English version. Like that, that's fine. But I, I agree with you that in the movie, they are speaking Comanche, but we're hearing it in English. Um, so it's a little jarring or weird, but it's just, you know, it's an American movie. So we have to put it in English. Right. Right. And I agree with you that that choice, um, I don't love, even though I thought like, you know, everyone did a good job. Um, but it's also weird I, considering that this is the same studio that re- released Apocalypto and Apocalypto was not spoken in English. And it was very a huge different. box office film I, I, in I terms you, of like but... an action thriller chase movie that had no movie stars. I mean, obviously, I, I, I mean, Mel Gibson is the worst human being in the world, but it's like, why not have the Comanche version why not just have that as the if you're going to dive into this and be as, as do respectful yeah. and truthful as possible then yes have it spoken in comanche do not dub do it in it english in- give people the option like yes. have it be the opposite that's what should have happened and i totally agree with you because right when i watched this movie and had a similar thought to you going i, I hate when movies do this like the, i thought we're beyond that point now where we're like okay, well, you guys are morons, so we have to have this movie in English because even though it takes place in France or it takes place in Germany or it takes place whatever, it's just like everyone speaks English because you know they're speaking their native language, but you're hearing it in English. And um, I just think we were beyond that point and it's a more interesting movie if you don't dumb it down for people and if they want the dumbed down version. Uh, then go listen to an English dub or something like that. Um, so I'm with you there. Uh, one last thing. I lo- I'm a sucker for it, but I love the single take fight sequence. I thought it was awesome. Um, you know, it's a very easy get. If you want to get me in a movie is just include a cool single take fight sequence or a single take, not even a fight sequence, just an extended single take. I know it's just something filmmakers love to do and show off that they can pull it off or something like that. But uh, I thought the fight choreography throughout all of that was awesome. Um, and I just like, I rewound it. Cause like, like any single take sequence you start watching and then like halfway through the scene, you're like, Oh, they haven't cut yet. <laughs> this is, this is all one cut. And I'm like, and then I had to go back and rewatch it knowing that it was a, a single take. And I thought it was awesome. Her just absolutely slaughtering people. Yeah. I, I have to say again that, uh, Amber Midthunder is, is very good in this and um, yeah. hopefully, you know, whether it be a Marvel or so, something like, like she'll have some franchise to, to I mean, whether mm-hmm. she wants, you know, they can figure out a way to keep her character going or, uh, or what have you. But um, I, I was, I was kind of nervous going into this as well, because the only thing I had seen her in before was that horrible Liam Neeson uh, truck movie, the ice road. And, she, she was along, in hell or high water oh yeah she had a yes 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 she had small, a very small role like, in that yeah. but her role in 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 the ice road is terrible like everybody in that movie is bad like if yeah, you'd I never bl- seen i Liam, wouldn't blame her no 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 no. but the, i'm glad that she has this now because like i i do feel that people probably 
have watched The Ice Road with Liam Neeson, whether it be on Netflix in the US or on streaming here. And like, if you had never seen a Liam Neeson movie before and had only seen this, you would say that Liam Neeson is the worst actor ever or Lawrence Fishburne, <laughs> who's a, who, again, another Predator references because uh, Lawrence Fishburne's in Predators and he's terrible in Predators, but he's also terrible in The Ice Road. So sometimes it's how you use an actor. It's 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 yeah. whether or not, you know, they, they're kind of finding a, a rhythm with the material. And I would say she's very good in this uh, Amber Midthunder. And I would like to see what she can do with a property of her own, you know, like something tailor something around her and not just mm-hmm. put her in a franchise. But if she wants to continue doing franchises too, that's great. Just, you I'm know. sure she, yeah, she'll, uh, she's going to be a huge star. She's great in this. Yeah. And, and shot I think in Alberta that, like, too. We should mention. Yeah. Shout out to Alberta. Um, yes, I think she, uh, will be great in, in, in something. I don't know if she'll stick around for this. Like, I don't, I like your idea of jumping to different time periods, kind of like what they did with the X-Men movies or like, um, what other kind of anthology series jumps ahead in different times. Um, but well, even alien way, in a way, like even though it has Ripley in, in sure. that original quadrilogy and it's in the future. So they're future things, but they do yeah. jump around in time. Right. But the predator but, franchise in general has always been fascinating because it really is like, okay, it's just the predator fighting a, a new actor, yeah. you know, a new, a new yes. lead in something. And, and that's all you need sometimes. Like, I, like, I think like the predator is iconic enough in design that, you know, you can sell a movie based on just the creature, you know, obviously Arnold Schwarzenegger is, or was anyways, a big name. And, and at the time that that movie came out, people were seeing it because it was an Arnold Schwarzenegger film. It wasn't a predator movie. They didn't know mm-hmm. that it was, you know, like this weird sci-fi film. And then, you know, because it did so well, you know, you had someone like Danny Glover as the lead in, in the mm-hmm. sequel. And then you so know, sweaty, it's one of the sweatiest. But I just like ever. each one. Yeah. In the jungle, in the first one, in the city, in the second one, everyone's and you still go back sweaty to the jungle um, with Adrian Brody. And but Marshall it's on Lee their and, planet, isn't yes, it? Or a different yeah. planet. It's or on like, their yeah. planet, but it's it's kind of basically mimicking like that movie. Like that's another. So I in my in my Rogers review, I am bringing this up because. How Predator fucking to, dare you? <laughs> yes, I'm just regurgitating everything I said in my Rogers review. But Predator has always kind of been that non-starter franchise where it keeps kind of rebooting itself in the way that a Terminator does. You know, where it's like, okay, it didn't really work after, you know, T2. After T2, it was kind of like, let's just try this again. And then it's like, okay, the car's not starting. Let's leave it for a while. Come back to it. Let's start it up again and see if this time it works and it doesn't. Yeah. And then we leave it for a while and then come back to it. Um, you know, it, it, like Predator could just be a one and done thing, but it's weird sort of trajectory with even with the Alien franchise. Like the first time you see a reference to Alien, because they were both Fox films, yeah. is in Predator 2, where Danny Glover's on the ship and sees, you know, these, Waylon these... Yutani or something, doesn't he? Or... No, 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 the skull of the alien. Right. So okay. what one of its I one thought, of its no, trophies Blade Runner or something I'm thinking of. That's yeah. Blade Runner and Soldier. That yeah. there's there's the reference the Kurt right. Russell movie because it's the same writer. Um but with with uh Predator 2 you see the alien skull the in its trophy. Yeah. Yes, the in in the trophy case. And at that time everybody was like, "Oh, maybe one day they'll cross the franchises And over. they did and, and they boy, did they and did. we were and we all regretted it ever <laughs> since. Um uh, but but like even that is interesting where like it's just never 
Predator has been sold really on just the creature itself and just putting it in an environment that's either the suburbs or the city or the jungle. And then, you know, sometimes you'll have a big action star or somebody that's known from a franchise fight it, or then you'll have Adrian Brody, which kind of feels like a Mad Libs, you know, version of, you know, Predator. And then with the Predator, you know, having Shane Black come in and, and try to kind of revitalize the series with you know a, a guy who was in the first predator movie um i remember was being okay. so excited for that and it was it, fine yeah, it's fine but but, like... but that movie also has a really fascinating it's more interesting in terms of its backstory or like the behind the scenes of it all because you have a film that originally had a completely different third act and then was rewritten and cut out you know mm-hmm. in, an entire character in edward james almost um being removed and then the day that we saw it at tiff was the day when you know shane black was called out for supporting his sex offender friend yeah and olivia munn was the only one of the cast and crew to speak up about it and it was like the like the day that we were seeing it it, so yeah and it has some weird uh you know, ableist kind of making fun of well, Thomas with Jane Tourette's with Tourette's and, and, like, uh, and Jacob Trombley like, with yeah. who's on the autism spectrum. It's just like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 it, not. It's got some not great stuff in it, but then there is some good stuff in that. I I I am in that camp where I think this competes with that original Predator movie for me. I know that maybe sounds hyperbolic, but I, I I'm kind of with you where the Predator franchise has been kind of up and down. I still really like that second movie. A lot of people uh, don't I think like a lot of people uh, like this. It's, yeah. it's it's Predator and Prey are the 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 bookends yeah. where like everything else is kind of disposable. Where I love Predator too, not necessarily because of just being a, a sequel to Predator, but I yeah. just like it as you know this sweaty you know early. 90s action movie. Oh, yeah. with Predator an in the city cast. is awesome. Come on. You got like Danny that, Glover, you got Bill Paxton, yeah. you got Gary Busey. I yes. mean, come it's, on. It's I like Predator 2. I still think I like this more, but like I again, an up and down franchise, but I think you know, I would have liked to see this on a theater. That's where I kind of disagree with you again. Like watching it, I went, man, I would have liked to sit in a movie theater and watch this instead of watching this in bed where I watched it. Um and uh, I, I don't know, but streaming might be the right place for some of these franchises too. Like I hate saying that, but like it might let them take a few more risks with these franchises and do more interesting things because they don't have to worry about it bombing at the box office or stumbling or anything like that. Like I don't think you get this movie with, you know, relative like Amber Midthunder Thunder, like you said, were, was in a couple things, but she's not like a big name by any means. You don't really have any big name actors in this you rely mostly on the predator but then you don't even call it predator like i'm surprised they didn't call it predator colon prey or something like that and you just call it prey even that itself is a risk i think to me to get people to like know what this movie is um so i'm interested to see what they do with predator and alien and die hard and and maybe they you know putting things on hulu or disney plus like allows them to kind of you know, do some things they wouldn't do in theaters. And then maybe one day someone will screen it in a theater so I can see it in a theater. But like, uh, I I'm curious to see where they go from here. I love your idea of different time periods and just pitting them against some sort of, you know, very well-known 
you know, uh, group or something like that. Um, whether it's, yeah, like you said, pirates or mafia or yeah. Who's the predator and who's the prey, right? Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Like, and then that way you bring in different tech, different weapons, different means, different locations. And I think that could be a really cool way. And you have the, you know, the span of time to do that, right? Like you could go back and have predators versus dinosaurs or something like you could do whatever you want, but I think there could be some cool stuff there. So I'm excited to see where it goes. I really, really liked this. Um, you know, I, I think it's not without its faults, whether it's some of that special effects that you're talking about or, um, you know, some stumbles here and there. So I'm going to give it a four. I still really, really liked it. It's just outside of my top 10 of the year. Um, I, I just think it's a, I think you can't go wrong watching this on streaming. Like you already have Disney plus or you have Hulu in the U S like if you're into the predator franchise, like I think you'll at least lowest thing be like Eric and go, it was fine. And at most you're going to be like me who's likes the predator movies and go, Oh shit, that was really good. I, I really, really enjoyed that. Like, uh, so I think it's solid four out of five. I'm going to give it a three out of five. Again, I think it's, it's, definitely like you look at where we are right now in the summer movie season there's not a lot coming out from now until the end of august yeah um and if you have disney plus in canada or hulu and it's there watch it and if you like the predator franchise or are vaguely familiar with it and you just are looking for an alien sort of um horror sci-fi kind of mix give it a go it's just it's one of those films where it's like I think I had higher expectations going into it because of Dan Trachtenberg, because of the setting, because mm-hmm. of the concept, but I just felt a little underwhelmed by it all where I think like it kind of fits nicely within the film franchise, but um, it's nowhere near as good as that first movie. And it doesn't have to be, but at the same time, it's like, okay, well, you know, let it stand on its own and it partly does. And then it partly doesn't. And it kind of feels like it still needs to tell you, that it is a predator movie and it's like we get it's a predator movie you don't have to tell us just show us let it be uh, i agree let the with predator fight a bear i want more of that that was cool. that's a good that scene. was really cool that yeah. is a good scene he just oh my god it is a really cool scene uh and i agree with you just let just i wanted him to fight a beaver it. but you know unfortunately yeah. you don't get what let you him, want all the let time let him hunt let him yeah. hunt uh all right everyone thank you so much for watching or listening uh let us know what you thought of prey i didn't um, find this spine tingling I hate you. I hate you so much. The ripping out of the spines, still cool. Oh, the sound, the sound on that is incredible. Like again, like watching that first movie again, but even the sequels where you see the predator collecting its trophy. um, Yeah. There's just something that is very visceral and disturbing about it. And like, you're watching it and you're thinking like, yeah, it's an R rated action sci-fi thriller horror movie. But at the same time, it's pretty gnarly. And there's some really Mm -hmm. violent stuff in predator. Yeah. Mm -hmm, absolutely uh go check out our newest episode of the untitled movie podcast where we talk about uh what's going on with hbo max the batgirl cancellation uh what mr zaslov's up to uh we talk about a new uh thing a tiff talk where we talk about midnight madness uh speaking of predator that played a a few years ago um what else are we going to talk about we're going to talk about the daniels signing a a deal with universal that's why i got my everything everywhere shirt on you Um, went to the u.s you saw the cursed uh, child 
I so much. So go check out that episode of the Untitled Movie Podcast. Uh, we also have other reviews out right now that you guys can go check out for BJ Novak's uh, Vengeance, uh, Jordan Peele's Nope, which is both a review and spoiler cast double in one episode. Uh, uh, Eric's brother's Kyle, brother Kyle. He's not two people. He's just one person. Um, uh, Wait a second. <laughs> uh, the Russo brothers, the Grayman. Uh, Taika Waititi's Thor Love and Thunder uh, are all available for you guys to uh, listen to. Also, Eric and I broke down uh, all of the galas and special presentations that were announced for uh, TIFF 2022 in an uh, episode of TIFF Talk where we did it separately from the main podcast. Uh, so you guys can go check that out as well. If easiest place to find everything, head over to Letterboxd, which is untitled underscore cast. Uh, and as always, my name is Matt Rohrbeck. You can find more of my work around the internet, but mostly at untitledmoviepodcast.com. And premiering in September, Family Feud Canada, season four. I wrote and produced uh, a lot of questions. I don't know when my questions will be on, and you'll never know if I wrote them or not. So just think of it as Matt probably wrote that. If it's a good one, Matt wrote it. If it's a bad one, I didn't write it. I probably <laughs> maybe did, but just think I didn't. So September CBC four nights a week. Uh, go check that out. I'll, I'm, I'm sure I'll uh, tell you guys more when it's closer to that premiere date in early September. I think it premieres during TIFF. So, uh, so much going on in September. Um, it's going to be crazy. Uh, follow me on all those social medias at Matt Rohrbeck. And I'm Eric Marchin. You can find more of my video reviews, including my Prey review on rogerstv.com slash cinemascene and on all the social medias at EM6211. Until next time. <laughs> I'd like to dedicate this one to all the Pred heads. <laughs>